Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vichara Supply Chains. Uh, my name is Nur Handy and I am your host. In today's episode, we are going to discuss about the supply chain sustainability and I'm very happy we are having now with David Clark, Vice President of Sustainability from Amco Limited. So, hello David. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, can you please brief your professional background and what currently Amco does? Uh, yeah, sure. So Amcor is a manufacturer of packaging for consumer goods. So we make different types of packages for food, beverages, home and personal care products, and, and other types of things that, that people would buy. Um, we work with uh, both rigid plastic and flexible plastic packaging, as well as folding cartons and a number of, of other materials. Um, I had the sustainability program at Amcor, which covers everything from the uh, operation of our plants and turning, you know, including greenhouse gas reduction, um, water and, and waste use, through the sustainability of our products, in, including um, the sustainability aspects of supply chain, and then also looking at um, how we can increase the collection and recycling of the packaging that we use or that we make. All right. So I wanted to touch the first questions by providing the fact that uh, right now uh, sustainability in supply chain is increasingly uh, seen among high-level executives as essential to uh, deliver profitability and become a dominant profit of this country. So how do you see this issue at the recent day? Well, I, I think I, I see traditionally supply chain is focused on things like like cost and quality, and then also risk in terms of, of continuity of supply. And today, when people are looking at sustainability issues related to supply chain, they're they're also thinking in many cases about risk, and and that can be ethical risk, for example, labor issues in your supply chain, and ensure people that are, are you know, in your supply chain are being treated fairly and have safe working environments. Um, to make the products that you're going to buy, but then also environmental risk um, in terms of, uh, you know, potential environmental liabilities that, that could camp, come back to, you know, hurt your company and the, you know, customers further down the line um, if something bad were to be discovered. And then even more recently, what we're seeing now is people are thinking differently about supply chain as we move from what's been called the linear economy where, you know, Typically, we make a product, consumers use it, and then it becomes waste and, and is thrown away into the circular economy where people are, are designing products that can either be recycled or be reused. And that really changes the way we have to think about a supply chain because the, the people downstream who are doing recycling are making material that we may end up using again um, in our own supply chains. So it's a it's a really interesting time to see how the intersection of sustainability and, and supply chain is is playing out. All right. 
So, David, uh, many companies are limited to measuring the uh, sustainability of their own business operation are unable to extend this evaluation to their supplier and customer. So this makes the, the demanding the true environmental cost highly challenging and reduce the ability to remove waste from the supply chains. So what is your thought? Yeah, so I, I guess for, for Amcor with our business, um, we typically buy different types of commodity products. So we would be buying paperboard for folding cartons or um, PET resin, polyethylene resin, or other types of, you know, inks and additives, and then converting those into packaging that our, our customers would use. Um, so when we talk about our, our uh, environmental footprint and speaking specifically about uh, uh, greenhouse gas emissions, for example, we report not only the emissions from our own plant, but we report what's called scope three emissions of all of the materials that we buy. And we have it a little bit easier than some businesses because we're buying, in many cases, you know, large volumes of, of fairly commoditized products. And it's relatively easy to get the, the footprint of those either from, um, you know, publicly available databases or from our suppliers so that we can look at the complete footprint of not only our operations, but the, the products that we buy within our supply chains. Um, and then we're able to report that footprint of our packages to our customers um, when they want to know. Um, so we think that's a really important uh, you know thing to do because, for example, within Amcor, 70% of the, the greenhouse gas emissions associated with our business come from the products that we buy, the materials. So it's not the energy that we use within our own plants. It's, it's associated with the um, production of the materials that we're buying. Um, I can imagine if you're in a different business where, you know, you're buying very complex parts with a, you know, complex supply chain, it can be more difficult. But I think part of it is we have to engage our suppliers and ask them um, to help us with this data as opposed to us trying to calculate it for, um, you know, all of the different products that we're buying from different suppliers in our supply chains. Mm. Okay. So, uh I have read the article on the website which mentioned that Amcor sets uh, 2025, right? The sustainability goal. So what exactly is the objective of this goal? Can you please brief about this project? Yeah. Well, well that, it's, it's a really interesting, and I'm, and I'm glad you asked that, Nurhadi. Um, obviously, we make packaging, and when people look at environmental issues these days, the issues of plastics in the environment is, is really, really important. And that's what Amcor and, and others who we're working with, um, whether it's consumer brands or even some of our competitors, retailers, resin companies, and others are, are working together to try to solve that problem. So um, it was actually in January of 2018, last year, Amcor and about 15 other companies committed that by 2025, all of the packaging that we make will be either recyclable or compostable or reusable so that it doesn't have to be thrown away. Um, and at the time it was, you know, a pretty bold move that a few companies made in October of last year in 2018, um, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and the United Nations um, Environment Program launched what they call the Global Commitment to End Plastic Waste. And about 250 companies, governments, and NGOs signed on to it. Um, and there's a new report that's actually coming out today 
updating. And I think it's over 400 companies have now signed on, which represents over 20% of the entire um, plastics packaging supply chain. So, so what, by making that commitment, we, we're creating alignment between the manufacturers, us, the brand owners who are buying our packaging and then providing it to consumers and recyclers so that um, everyone agrees on, on what will be recyclable, what's going into the supply, into the, the waste stream, which is, you know, actually, if you think about it, the supply chain for the recyclers so that it, it can be done. And as I was explaining earlier, ideally, we'll be using that recycled resin back in our packaging again. So that becomes part of our own supply chain. Mm, I see. Okay, so uh, this is, will be last question today discussion. So in the business perspective, what's, what are exactly the key challenges and uh, the opportunities for implementing this function system play? Yeah, I think that the biggest challenge that, that we deal with is there are a number of different stakeholders who all have different expectations about what we, we what we should be doing and what we should be addressing. So certainly, you know, customers have demands, as I explained before, around not only costs and quality, but also, you know, ethical and environmental risk in their supply chains. Um, and at the same time, wanting to reduce their own environmental footprint, whether it's greenhouse gas emissions or water or waste. Um, certainly the, the procurement people within Amcor have targets to achieve in terms of you know, efficiency and cost. Our operations people want to make sure that they have the right materials at the right times to be able to keep production going. Um, our shareholders are also interested in the the ethical operations of our business and and how we address business risk. And then, of course, of course, there are you know NGOs and others who are watching our business and want to make sure that we're operating properly. So, um, it, it's sometimes very difficult to um, you know understand where are the real risks in your supply chain and where do we need to take action to reduce those risks. But um, it's something that takes a little bit of, of skill and, you know, management uh, um, expertise and decision making. You don't always get an easy answer on, on how to deal with these things. Mm. Okay. Thanks for the day, David. This was really nice discussion. I look forward to speaking with you at another time. Yep, I'm very happy to speak with you and uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for listening us. Please stay tuned to get the most updated in supply chains. Not forget to visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com and www.figare.ca. See you and goodbye. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.